You're listening to the Maniverse Podcast with your host Tom Traplin, and this is session number 77. Alright, welcome to another episode of the Maniverse Podcast. I'm your host Tom Traplin, and this is the podcast where we talk about building profitable and successful game businesses. I had a conversation with a store owner pretty recently, and I think it was a very, uh, he hit on an idea that I really wanted to hash out a little bit over the podcast and maybe get a discussion going on in the comments. So before I jump into it, I'm going to tell you a story. This is, uh, I'm going to set the stage as to where this came from. So I decided to sell some of the cards from my Modern Humans deck because I wasn't playing, I haven't played Modern probably over a year. I had no intentions on playing Modern. It, w- it wasn't my thing anymore. So I figured I might as well cash out some of these cards because there were some uh, pretty reasonably, relatively uh, valuable cards in this Modern Humans deck. So I decided I was going to sell these for Cavernous Souls, a playset of Cavernous Souls that I had from uh, Avacyn Restore. And in preparation for that, I decided I was going to do some research, figure out what they're worth, you know, and know what I'm going to get into. And I checked online, and according to the time that I was looking into this, which was a couple of weeks ago as of this recording, uh, they were going for about $80 American, and that was pretty steady for the last six months. They were roughly around that $80 mark. Now, some of you probably realize that I record this podcast in Canada, and that means there's quite a difference in price in terms of American versus Canadian. Every American dollar is worth roughly $1.30 Canadian, give or take, at at the time of this, you know, when I'm doing this podcast. So what that translates to is that each cavern in Canadian dollars is worth about $104, $104 Canadian. So I thought, oh, this is pretty good. I'll take this in and I'll see what he offers, right? So when I got there, we, uh, he decided to, well... He told me that he was buying Cavernous Souls for $60. I thought that was interesting. So 60%. That's not bad, but also not great for a hot money card in a popular uh, format in the popular deck, right? So I was asking him, like, well, what could you, uh, you know, maybe you could do a little bit better for me. And he told me that he explained the way that he priced his cards and the way that he sold his signals, his singles was that he used TCG mid, which was $80, but he doesn't convert. He doesn't do the uh, American to Canadian conversion. So just to give you an idea, uh, face-to-face games has Cavern Souls listed for uh, $99.99. And they're the biggest Canadian online retailer. They're the Canadian version of Channel Fireball and Star City Games. And I thought, okay, so why not, you know, that's the going rate in Canada. Why not go with the going rate? And he said that, well, first off, he joked about his uh, game store being a non-profit, obviously. But he said he wanted the cards for the community. So uh, his buy list, he was buying it at 75%. That's His cash offer was 75% of what he was going to sell it for, which was $80. So in terms of ratio, he's actually offering a reasonable amount of money. And uh, a 75% cash offer for a popular card is uh, not uncommon and it's not, not terrible in terms of uh, buy list price. But he said he wanted the, the cards for the community. And I thought this was kind of an odd... Uh, an odd approach. The question that came into my mind was like, are you building a community or are you building a business? Because I think you're in business to you know make money, so the community doesn't necessarily lead to that. The market is what it is, and trying to compete on price is usually a mistake. So this is the question that I had in my mind. I was trying to you know hash it out, and, and this is the inspiration for this podcast. So I think many store owners focus too much on the community, especially the magic community especially the modern magic community. The kinds of players that are going to want those caverns are going to be the people who want to play humans or, uh, you know, 
Titan Shift or something like that. One of the more tier, higher tier competitive decks. I don't think that necessarily translates into more business, which is really what you're, it's what you're in business for, right? Like the reason that you open the shop, the reason we all created these game store businesses is because we wanted to uh, generate a profit. Well, before that, we wanted to generate sales, generate revenue, generate a profit, and ultimately, you know, improve the lives of yourself and your family. You're like, take home, you know, money, right? Money, money's the whole point. The, the whole reason that this thing exists is so that you can create a business that makes money. And I think game stores focus too much on the, the community. And I think the other flip side of that is he wants to be competitive on price. That is not necessarily a mistake, but I think the market is what it is. And I believe you know, face-to-face has set the price in a lot of ways that, in the same way that TCG player, the market determines the price. You shouldn't try and undercut the market just because you want to make your community happy. You don't want to, don't set your prices so you make your customers happy. I guess kind of a weird thing to say. Or don't do it just to make your customers happy, I guess is a better way to phrase that. Because low prices don't create loyalty. All it does is it trains your customers to expect a low price. And when you are no longer the lowest priced game store in the area, what happens? All your customers go to the next guy, the next pop-up shop that's going to undercut you by 10% because they're willing to, you know, for some reason, they're willing to drop their prices because they want to be competitive too. They want to be competitive with you. And this just creates that race to the bottom thing where you're undercutting each other to the point where no one has any profit margin and there's no reason to do the business. There's no reason to carry all the overhead of the inventory and the the rent and the hydro and all the bills and everything. There's just no reason to do it. You know what does create loyalty? Value. Low prices equal low perceived value. The reverse is not necessarily true, but it does help. High prices often equal high perceived value. I'm not saying go and price your cards, you know, outrageously high because then you're just not going to make any sales. You do have to price to the market, but price is not the only thing that you offer as a game store. You know, when it comes to magic singles, it's a pretty efficient market. There's a lot of information. There's a lot of online resources. It's smooth. It's kind of like the stock market. You know, prices generally find their equilibrium pretty quickly. There's not a lot of room like there was 10 years ago for you to innovate in terms of price. But there's a lot of other things that you can do to add value to that community. And I think that's what he's aiming for. He's aiming for adding value in the sense that he's going to have a wide selection of cards, which is going to inspire more players to buy into the format, which means higher tournament turnouts because people have the cards they need to play and compete, which then I theoretically leads to more sales and more revenue, right? But the problem is that doesn't necessarily equate to money down the line. You need to add value in other ways. So the idea of if your profit margin is high enough, let's say he decided to price his cards at, you know, uh, market value, $100. If he priced it at $100, and earn that extra $80 selling that playset. Imagine if he did that for every single bonus cards. He just increased his profit margin 25% across the board. Like 25% of the 15 to 20% or whatever your profit margin is probably hovering around. Imagine you added an extra 5% to that. How would that change your business? How much more money would you have to provide uh, you know, better space, provide uh, more employees, more hours you could pay for? Uh, you know, uh, better furnishings, better fixtures. What could you do with that? Like, not to mention the fact that that will directly affect your bottom line and give you more, uh, give you more ability to take home more money for yourself as you know the owner of the business. What would that do for your 
community, if you could offer a better, more uh, inclusive, nice, inviting space. And I think this leads to the other part, just, you know, don't be afraid to earn a profit. I think that's, I think that's, there's like a guilt involved with a lot of store owners in that they believe that, you know, they're, they're doing a charitable thing by providing a space for this community. And you have to stop thinking of yourself as a charity, right? You're not doing this for free. You're not doing it out of the goodness of your heart. You're doing it because you're providing a valuable service that people want to pay for. So be okay with asking for money. Be okay with taking what you're worth. And profit's not a dirty word. Your profit margin is what allows you to create a valuable experience for your customers. So take what you're worth and charge what the market dictates. Don't compete on price. The only, the only way businesses can compete on price is when they can do serious mega volume. You know, think of the Walmarts of the world. The only reason Walmart can compete on price, the only reason that people shop at Walmart is because they know they can get the low prices. But they get the low prices because Walmart can do economies of scale. They have such vast distribution networks that they can buy in such quantities that they can drive the price down. They can, they can basically uh, dominate their distribution network. As a small business owner, there is no way that you can compete on that kind of scale. You cannot take advantage of the economies of scale that a big business like them can take advantage of. So don't try. Don't act like... Don't be the Walmart of the game store industry. Be the Starbucks. Create an experience that people will pay a premium for. And then not only will you need fewer customers to achieve your goals, you will create a better business for yourself. You'll create a business that you prefer, that you like to come to, that'll, you know, uh, that creates uh, a good life for you and your family. But it'll also be something that your customers actually appreciate and enjoy. Like, like we said before, low prices equal low loyalty and low perceived value. Don't go down that road. I want to leave you with this idea, this question. Are you focusing on the right things? Because building a community is important, but it's not the end goal. It's not what we're going for. The end goal is a business that pays its bills, pays its employees, and pays its owner. And the way that you do that is, like I said, valuable experience, sufficient profit margin, and creating something, creating a business that customers actually want to uh, shop at, participate in, and support. If you can do that, then you can definitely win. Focusing on your community is not a bad thing in and of itself, but if you are focusing on your community to the detriment of building your business so that it can actually create the experiences that creates a proper business and generates the profit margins that you want, then it's getting in the way of your success. And you need to reevaluate whether or not you are actually focusing on the right things. And that's where I'm going to leave this podcast. If you, you know, if you disagree with me, and I, I'm open to disagreement, you know, tell me why. Tell me where I went wrong in my, my logic and how you feel about community building versus business building. Let me know down in the comments or, you know, hit me up on Facebook or send me an email. I'm, I'm happy to chat and uh, discuss things. Tom at manoversaga.com. But I'm going to leave this podcast right there, and we will talk again in the next episode of the Manverse Podcast. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. Talk to you soon.